0: what's happening guys good afternoon to the beb family and the ask j live family today is a a very important episode uh black history month is coming up uh in a couple of weeks actually uh next week and today i'm going to talk about the importance of black owned businesses to the black community and actually what we need to do right now uh in order to elevate where we are as a community in general so uh you know, I always try to stay lively, but this is something that's so serious to me, guys. Um, And it should be serious to anybody who's listening to that. Uh, After I get finished, guys, if you want to speak, you can hit the phone icon on the bottom right to join the caller queue and then then hit the mic to unmute yourself. Uh, If you have a question or something after I get ready to go through what I want to talk about now, um, I have a T-shirt. And I created the slogan and the slogan said, there's no revolution without economics. There's no revolution without economics. And before we really dive in, I want everybody to understand that economics pretty much rules everything. So without those economics, it's very hard to uh, enact change or effect change. Yes, you can make change without dollars. But if you have dollars to bolster uh, that the opportunity, Uh, What you're trying to do, it's obviously going to make it a lot easier. And we've seen throughout time and throughout history, you can't fight wars without having resources. And so there's no revolution without economics. And that falls back on uh, being able to finance or, or support black owned businesses. And we're going to get into the importance of that real quick. Uh, one statistic I talk about uh, in my book, a new black wall street. And also I've talked about it on the show is that only two cents of every black dollar is spent with a black owned business. And that's kind of why I created the two platforms, be smart and hire black freelancers.com. It was just for that reason, because we need to start making a conscious or concerted effort to make sure we move money in our own community. It's so unfortunately, we're like the only ethnicity that we understand it, but we don't practice it and so I use the example of somebody that gets paid uh say you get paid Friday direct deposit right okay so I'm just going to use an arbitrary number of a thousand dollars thousand dollars goes in your account overnight Thursday into Friday morning, so you get up to go to work on Friday, you stop and get some gas, spend forty dollars at the gas tank. You figure out you want to get a Dunkin' Donuts or some coffee or whatever, you spend another $10 there. All right, that's 50 bucks. Right now, lunchtime comes. A bunch of your coworkers and friends are going out to get something to eat for lunch. You spend another 25 bucks at lunch. Uh-oh, guess what? It's Friday. I just got paid. Hey, friends want to hang out after work. You already spent $75 now, right? So now you go out after work. You have a nice dinner. You have some drinks spend another $125, literally you spent $200 out of that $1,000. You spent 20% of your paycheck before you even got home that day or that, that night. Now, here's the question. Most of us will go and do things like that on a daily basis, but will never go and consciously look for a black-owned business. So that 20% of your take-home income that week, you literally spent, without even thinking about it and didn't even think about spending that in a black owned business. And that's the unconscious uh, void or space that a lot of us are in right now because we just do it by nature, by habit, as opposed to saying, you know what? I, Cause I'm, I'm telling you the Dunkin' Donuts you went to wasn't black owned. The gas station you went to probably wasn't black owned. Where you went to get lunch that day probably wasn't black owned. And where you went to have dinner and drinks probably wasn't black owned either. And so without even thinking about it, you spent 20% of your income without even thinking about trying to spend it or direct it to a black owned business. And we're going to talk about the importance of that uh, and why black owned businesses are important. So here's some of the reasons why they're important. Uh, Number one, it brings economic stability to your community, economic stability to your community. So if you look in most other communities, uh, I'll give you a real life example. I was uh my wife and I were in Chinatown in Philly um uh, Saturday. Went down to the convention center for an event. We hung out and the convention center is right right near Chinatown. It's actually pretty much in Chinatown. And all of the businesses there were Asian-owned businesses. You looked at the banks, the banks were Asian-owned banks. All the images and imagery and everything that you saw. They had Asian pictures on, um, you know, for the banks and all the other stores, and so they have stability in their community. There's a place that they feel safe. It's a place that they work and a place that they live. So one of the benefits, obviously, uh, of of supporting black-owned businesses is bringing economic stability to your community. Also, um, it, it allows us to control our own destiny. How many of you who are listening to this have a job or had a job? where you literally couldn't stand to go to your job, right? (laughs) You, you knew that you were probably getting underpaid and being overworked. And that's happening a lot right now and especially in today's climate and the economy right now. And so it, allows you to control your own destiny. All right. So being your own boss, being able to take, take the bull by the horns, being able to live out your dreams. These are some of the benefits and why this is important. Uh, to support and create black owned businesses in our community. Another thing, guys, is it helps increase employment in our community. What you have to understand, most people, if you look at small businesses, most people hire people that they're comfortable with, okay, that they're like and that they're comfortable with. And most times those are people that you're used to being around. So if it's an Asian store that's on the corner, you're probably going to go in and you're probably going to see Asian employees. If it's an Indian store, I, I was in an Indian um, spice market the other day. Everybody that was working in there was Indian. I went to a hair store with my wife the other day, a hair care store, and it was a Korean lady in her family, we know that, owned that store. And so it helps increase employment in your own community. So you'll be more apt to hire people that look like you, that you're comfortable with. And so when we have issues with not getting jobs, one of the the problems that we have to focus on is actually being able to create those opportunities. And the only way you create those opportunities is by having your own business. And what we're talking about today, guys, is the importance of black owned businesses to the black community and what we need to do right now. Okay. so it also um, I mentioned it allows uh, employment opportunities for people that may normally not be able to get employed other places. So when I own my mortgage business and pretty much all of my business, my alarm business, my mortgage business and everything, I would hire people that probably wouldn't get hired in other companies. So I didn't mind if a, if, a, if an employee had a felony. Hey, just, you know, what happened? What's going on? All right, let's move forward. Okay, I one of my top sales reps when I was owned an ADT dealership was actually incarcerated. This was his first job after he got out of jail. And he did a hell of a job, a yeoman's job. He just needed an opportunity. And so when you're sitting uh, across the desk from somebody, you're actually allowing them to validate you as an employee. They're going to either put the stamp of approval, yay, or they're going to say nay. And that means, well, that, that determines if you're going to get a paycheck or not, if you're going to get employment. And so you want to be able to uh, allow us to give our own people opportunities. And the only way we're going to be able to do that is by building businesses, our own businesses. Also, it allows us control, as I mentioned before. Once again, you know, the the test of a real entrepreneur, uh, and I I said this jokingly, but this actually happened to us, is when you sign the front and the back of your check. Going into the bank one day, uh, my business partners and I, and um when we owned the mortgage business so we used to break off big checks and so we were in line and it was a new teller that didn't know us at the branch and so i go up and she's looking at the check looking at the amount looking at me i guess it's not supposedly normal for me to get these type of checks looks at the signature on the front and the signature on the back and she said you sign the front and the back of a check the other check and i said yeah i said because i'm the boss and so that's when you truly know that, that you run it things guys, when you sign the front and the back of the check, all right, so don't forget that, but it allows you control uh, another benefit is um, your neighborhoods uh, you're you're taking or you're you're regener- gentrifying your own neighborhoods, meaning that the resource sources in your neighborhoods, if you have businesses in your neighborhoods, are staying in your neighborhood what 's happening right now is people are extracting the resources out of our neighborhoods and taking them elsewhere. So if there is a, um, a a Chinese restaurant on the corner, excuse me. All right. When I mentioned earlier, most times the people that work in there are going to be people that they're comfortable with. So it's probably going to be other, uh, other Chinese family members or friends. Now when they leave there, they don't live in the community. So the resources that they're extracting from the community are going out of the community. I'm actually going to put up a video. I was driving through uh, all over Philly uh, a couple weeks ago, and I was recording some of the areas, some of the what you would call blight-ridden areas. But in those blight-ridden areas, there were tons of businesses that are extracting money out of our community. And none of them, I'm telling you because I, I know the area I was in, none of them are black-owned. So when we see these areas, a lot of times we try to move away and, and don't want to be bothered. But you have to understand there's a reason other businesses are there. They're not there because they're doing, you know, a a great social service. They're there because they're making money. So being able to not extract the money in our neighborhoods, but use that money and reinvest it in our neighborhoods. Uh, Also, another thing, guys, it creates an example for our children and the rest of the community. You know, we, especially with media and the way the narratives are right now, uh, if you look at the news at night, man, I'm telling you, sometimes my wife and I can't even watch it because every time you see one of us for the majority is something negative. OK, and so they don't see if 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 you're not really cognizant and you're of, a, of, of another ethnicity, you're not a lot of times they don't see the whole us as a whole. They see what they see based on media and we know what that looks like. Years ago, uh, and, and I was just had this conversation with, with my wife and my kids. Years ago, um, I had gone to my, my mom had gotten remarried and my mom's family pretty much is from South Carolina. So I used to spend a lot of the summers when I was younger in South Carolina. And one summer I had gotten a job, <clears throat> excuse me, at this big manufacturing plant in South Carolina. It was, in, And I said, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and take it. And uh, it was only like about a 10 week. Ten week job, and uh, my mom had uh, when she moved back there. She actually knew somebody that got me the job, and I used to work in the uh, facilities or the maintenance department. And there was only two college kids in there, myself and a young white guy uh, from Charleston. And because we were the only two in that, you know, uh, training program or that internship, we spent like all day together, and it was so crazy because we became cool. And he said, man, Jay, I never really took the time or sat down and talked to a black guy like I did you. And he said, man, you're just like me. I said, yeah, bro. I said, <laughs> "I said we all want the same things. But what the, the depiction that we have in media is that we're something else. You know, we're not human. And that's something that's systematically been done. They want to dehumanize you. You know, but so being able to, uh uh, create an example for our children and the rest of the community so if they see a thriving black community now you saw that with black wall street and unfortunately you know what would happen there uh but when you can provide examples to our kids to our family members to the community that yes this can be done That's why it's so important to build black owned businesses. And what we're talking about today, guys, is the importance of black owned businesses to the black community and what we need to do right now. Uh, also, (coughs) excuse me, I'm working over this cold guys. It allows us to build an economic power base to fund change. And as I said at the beginning, there's no revolution without economics. Everything is based on economics. Politics is pay for play. I don't care what anybody says, Politics is pay for play. You create a political action committee, you go and back this, this candidate and this candidate does exactly what you want them to do, or you're going to pull your support from every other ethnicity does that. But us, you know, we vote strictly Democrat and I get it right now because the lines are really drawn, but sometimes we need to think out the box. So also an economic power base, you can control the media, the media narratives. So that's why it's so important right now with today's technology for us to start supporting, you know, what they call new media. So it's not necessarily what you see ABC, CBS, NBC, CNN, all that Fox News and all that stuff. There's new media out there. And with the advent of technology, we need to definitely take advantage of the new media. BlackEntrepreneurBlueprint.com is new media. The podcast is new media. The website is new media. The blog is new media. So we need to leverage that. And so we also need to think about in terms of education. And so when you have resources, when you're building an economic power base by building and supporting black-owned businesses, now we can start doing some things educationally. You look at the Black Panthers back in the civil rights era in the 60s, right? So they're doing health care stuff. They're feeding kids in the morning. They, they, yeah, they may have gotten some funding from that, but a lot of that funding basically was from them having their own businesses, the newspaper, selling things, and being able to create that economic structure that allows you to put these things in place. That's why black-owned businesses are so important. You know, I, I had a conversation with one of my friends probably about a year ago. And we were talking about listening to, you know, the media that you listen to. And, yeah, I listen to CNN. You know, I, I listen to, you know, uh, MSNBC, whatever it is. I listen to that stuff. I even listen to Fox News so I see what else is going on out there. I said, but you need to start focusing and listening to black-owned media. We have one black-owned radio station in the state. Of Pennsylvania y'all heard that right the state of Pennsylvania is W U R D in Philadelphia so I always listen to that because it comes from my perspective and is created by my people and so we need to be able to support that and, and I, I actually donate and give money to U R D because I want to keep them on the air so that economic power base allows us to make change in the health care right I talked about the Black Panthers as they would, you know, doing all types of drives and healthcare initiatives for our people that may not have the resources or the ability to to go and pay for a regular doctor or dentist or whatever. So it's economics that drives everything and and what drives those economics is small businesses. And so the the, the benefit guys is that we can literally save our people and our communities and we can be self sufficient. Now there's not, not gonna be a time unless we move <laughs> to a new continent or new community where we'll be totally independent. But you need to be able to control at your neighborhood and your community. And you do that by building and supporting black owned businesses and making a conscious effort. So while I was thinking about today's episode, um, I was thinking about some of the things that we need to do right now. Then I'll, I'll give you guys time. You want to jump in, That'll be great uh, if you have questions, comments, or whatever. Um, Some of the things that we need to do, uh, first and foremost, I I say it on the podcast, build and support black-owned businesses. And so with the advent of the technology we have today, we have supercomputers in our hands right now. And I know everybody shops on Amazon. I'm telling you. So take that same energy and seek out black-owned businesses to shop with, okay? seek out black owned businesses to shop with and i said this on one of my other podcasts but i want you to give the same critique to other ethnicities businesses as you do to black owned businesses because the negative narrative that oh it's a black owned business the product's not going to be as good everything's going to be uh you know a little cheap it's not going to be up to par as these other businesses So I want you to give the same critique you do to black owned businesses to other ethnicities, businesses. So when the the Chinese food store opens three minutes late, you're going to go in there and raise hell just like you would if the brother and sister open their convenience store uh, or corner store three minutes late. Okay. So you need that same type of energy because because I think what happens is a lot of times we critique us more than we critique other people And it's something that's been ingrained in us because obviously of systemic racism. So number one, build and support black owned businesses. We need to do that ASAP. Number two, we got to go back to manufacturing and start controlling the entire vertical from manufacturing to distribution. And I know it's a process. So obviously, you know, the whole country is is pretty much out of the manufacturing uh, era right now. We're subbing out stuff. China, Pakistan, and all these other countries. But if you want true control, if you just look at some of the types of businesses that are out there that that make millions upon millions of dollars, it's all about controlling the entire vertical, and that the vertical means everything from the manufacturing of the product to the distribution. So, for example, excuse me, any of you guys out there who shave, right? You guys know razor blades are, are are like high as heck right now. Well, they've always been high. So what Harry's did, you know, so Dollar Shave Club and Harry's were the first two kind of direct to consumer. Dollar Shave Club doesn't own their manufacturing. What Harry's razors did is they said, you know what, we're going to offer $2 razor blades, but in order to make sure that we can control this market, we need to go out and buy the razor blade manufacturing company that, that actually was out of Germany. So they actually bought the manufacturing facility and they're actually controlling the whole vertical from the manufacturing to the processing to the distribution. They control the whole vertical. Nobody else is involved. So if you don't control the whole vertical, especially in today's economy with the supply chain being backed up, if you're selling products or getting manufactured products from China or other countries right now, you're in trouble, right? Because a lot of times the supply right now and with the pandemic going on is crazy. I went to one of my supermarkets the other day and I'm like, damn, what's going on? Is this like the walking dead? Half of the shelves were empty, but it was the supply chain. So if you control the manufacturing of your product, you're not going to have to worry about it. So when you control the manufacturing, just say you're private labeling a product. And I do private label products, right? Say you're private labeling a product. And just say with my hot sauce and my hot sauce manufacturer tells me, man, you know, um, yeah, we're going to have to, you know, increase your prices 50 percent, man, because, you know, the the bottling is is cost more. Uh, All this stuff is going up and that may literally put you out of business. Now, I know most people can't start manufacturing right away. But that's something that you really need to think about. And we're talking about here's some of the things we need to do right now as it pertains to the importance of black owned businesses and the black community. Number one was obviously build and support black owned businesses. Number two, we have to start getting back to manufacturing and start controlling the whole vertical. When you do that, your profitability and your control is such that nobody can touch you. Okay. Number three, I mentioned this earlier. Technology to create our own media outlets that have our voice and our perspective. So we're so accustomed to Sitting on or or watching or listening to somebody else's media So that's what actually ingrains your thought process in the narratives is the media so there was a uh, documentary I was watching about Adolf Hitler and so when Adolf Hitler was on his rise to power he actually purchased a radio manufacturing company. And what he did was he made a, a, a declaration to give every family a radio. They didn't buy, they didn't buy, have to buy them. He gave them radios. And the reason he gave them radios was so he could spew his nonsense to, to the public. But that's how important media it is. It creates the narrative. So what we need to do right now with the technology, My podcast, nobody can control that. It's mine. My website, nobody can control that. So there's owned, earned, and paid media. The reason that people advertise on other media properties when you're advertising on Facebook, you're advertising on Instagram, is obviously you want to increase your reach, but you probably don't have your own media. You don't own your own media. Owning your own media means having a database of 60,000 people, prospective customers, and customers, you know, having a radio show or uh, a podcast, having a, uh, well, YouTube, you don't own that either because you can get shut down, but having a video channel. So in terms of leveraging technology to create our own media so we can tell our own stories in our own voice and then be able to control the narrative, that's the third thing we can do. Um, Number four, and this is—I talk about this all the time. Leverage technology to sell direct to consumers and bypass the middleman, right? Why? Why do we even need a middleman right now? I know in some industries you do, but for the most part, you don't. Go direct to the consumer. Stop playing with the technology and start leveraging the technology. Yeah, it's good if you—you know—you're on YouTube, you know, decompressing or whatever. Or you're playing video games. That's cool. I get it. My brother is 50-something years old, and he, he decompresses by playing video games. But I'm like, I ain't got time for that. So leverage the technology and sell direct to the consumer. Cut out the middleman. I was watching the Dame Dash video the other day. Uh, it was a while ago, and he said something that's, that's, that was real smart. It made a whole lot of sense. Why do I need a, and This is before you know the Internet when records had to go through distribution record distributors would send records to the stores and all of that. Why should I go to somebody outside of my community to distribute records back to my community when I'm already part of the community, but that's how it was set up. So leverage technology and go direct to consumer. When you cut out the middleman your profitability increases, profitability increases. So people ask me, man, how come you didn't sell your, uh, you don't sell a new black wall street on Amazon. I said, cause I own my own media. I said, I make more money, even though I'm not going to sell as much, many books. When I sell my book for 1495, a new black wall street, the production, the cost of that book to print up. And I don't, I don't do print on demand on that. You know, I, I print in advance. So cost me about, just say $3 and 50 cents. So I'm making about $11 and 45 cents. Now, if I did that print on demand with KDP Kindle print on demand with Amazon, I would make like three, $4 a book. I'm going direct to the consumer because I've built a platform that allows me to connect with my consumers. So that's number four, leverage technology to sell directly to consumers. Number five, this is something I'm working on now. I'm working on a, Uh, a site that's going to allow us to collaborate with each other. So collaborate or partner with other black businesses to create a mutually beneficial relationship, a mutually beneficial relationship. So if I'm doing something that I can partner with, that makes sense as an ancillary product or an add on or something with another black owned business, then why wouldn't I collaborate with them and vice versa? So I'm actually working on a BEB co- collaboration platform. So if you have a product or a service, you can match that product or service up with somebody else that has a similar or or, or an ancillary type product or service where you guys can collaborate. And so a lot of times when I look in the podcast industry, uh, I see there's a lot of the the, the big uh, Caucasian podcasters. They all collaborate. They have the same guests. On about four or five is a rotation of about four or five podcasts, they're on each other's podcast. They have the same guests on going through the whole rotation, and they're collaborating, building each other's lists. And so um, one of the things that I think that uh, systemically we've been taught uh, by, by racism is the old crabs in the barrel uh, concept. You know, there's enough business out here, guys, for everybody to eat, everybody to eat well. So we need to start collaborating and and working with each other to create these partnerships. You know, so um, one of the things is uh, I'm doing something in L.A. I'll be out in L.A. uh, the weekend of April 9th. And so I'm collaborating. I'm working with a black documentary filmmaker that has a new film that's dropping. So I'm actually going to be out in L.A. I'm going to interview the director of the film live uh with an audience and that'll be one of the beb podcast episodes it's a collaboration he's going to do the video and the editing because that's what he does so i'll get some nice video editing some sizzle reels and he'll get the exposure of being on the podcast right uh right before his uh documentary drops collaboration and that's what it's all about so we have to start leveraging that type of stuff guys uh, to be able to level up our business, but not just our individual business, because I say this all the time. It's about community. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about us. And that's where the focus needs to be. I know you need to have your own personal needs met first before you really can focus on the group. And I get that self-preservation. All right. That's the number one law. If if you can't eat, or well, you don't have a roof over your head. You don't have any clothes. It's kind of hard to think about, what I need to be doing for the community. But if you get to that point or when you get to that point, the mindset and the focus needs to change. Okay, I'm okay. I may not be where I want to be, but if we work as community, then we'll be able to move forward together. Before I open the lines, guys, if you want to speak, hit the phone icon on the bottom right to join the caller queue. Then when I pull you up, hit the mic to unmute yourself. I just want to share this real quick Um, throughout my readings and And studies, uh, excuse me, throughout my readings and studies, um, I was reading, I forgot the name of the book or the article, but it it was something about land, right? So in Africa, land is communal. The land is for everybody, it's for the people. We're going to hunt together, we're going to farm together, we're going to work as a community. So here in the States, when they started dividing up land, the land equated to wealth, Whereas in African art history, the land is communal. Nobody owned the land. Yeah, you may have your house over there, but Jay Jones don't have a 5,000-square-foot house and, and five acres. I don't own that. I own my, my, my structure. Whatever my house is, that's it. I don't own the land. And so when they had the, old, the land grab in the 1800s, you know, the quote-unquote the 40 acres and the mule, which we never got, what happened is that's what created wealth. Well, that was a big part of the wealth creation. And so our natural instinct is to work as community when we have to understand what's really going on out here right now, you know, race is something that was created, you know, wealth is something that quote unquote is created you know, so you just got to understand collaboration is really what we are about, but we have to recognize and understand the playing field, that we're living on. So um, today, guys, like I said, we're talking about the importance of black owned businesses to the black community and what we need to do right now. Uh, I'm going to bring my man Frank on. Anybody else that need, wants to jump on, please uh, hit the phone icon on the bottom right to join the caller queue, then hit the mic to unmute yourself. All right. Let me bring my man Frank on. Brother Frank, You're on, man hit the uh, unmute. Yeah, what's going on, Jay? My man, I'm good, brother. How are you? Uh, pretty good. Shucks, man, I've I, I been wanting to ask you a question. Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, I know you're a serial entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever dipped your toe in to uh, Amway back in the day? Man, <laughs> I got a, I got a quick story about Amway. First thing that you need to know with Amway, 90, I believe it's 94, 95% of the revenue generated from Amway is from your downline is from your own distributors it's not from actually selling the product
1: yeah okay
0: so that's the first thing i've been in several multi-level marketing companies years ago and the next one that i'm going to get into frank is the one that i start right yeah. <laughs> so 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 and 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 that's just that's just my personal thing so i'm i'm more moving units as opposed to the recruiting aspect and when you start really breaking it down The money actually comes from the recruitment of your, you know, your other advisors, as opposed to actually selling the product. The product is so a lot of these MLMs, the products are so high priced because they have to pay the downline that that you can't even sell the freaking products in retail. So, Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, they're people making money, Prime America, the same thing. I got a cousin that she's in it kicking butt. I'm like D- I, that ain't me, but now nah, if it's you and you, if it makes sense, go for it, man. Go for oh, it. Oh,
2: no. uh, man, I, I dipped my toe in that in that hole uh, back in '93. Mm, okay. Uh, like uh, like a year after I graduated from high school, somebody talked me into it, man. I went to the meetings and everything,
0: mm-hmm. and,
2: Yeah, I, I, it wasn't me. No, know? I
0: hear you. I hear you.
2: Uh, it just, you know, all right, yeah, all right, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You, you get in there. <laughs>
0: then get two
2: people. yeah People get two people.
0: Yep. You know, and uh, it sounds good. Yeah, but, it sounds good. Oh, but yeah. here's something. It, it's so funny because one of my next episodes, I'm I, I talk about the power of human nature, right? Yeah. And so once you can understand the power of human nature, because human nature is is probably one of the most powerful things out there, next to love and and unfortunately near hate. The power of human nature. Is that most people are going to do the least amount of work to get paid? Yeah. The human nature is, you know, you need to ex. This is this is me talking to myself. Now I just started my new workout routine Monday. Most people know you need to eat better and you need to exercise more to stay healthy, right? But human uh-huh. nature says that. Yeah, I know it, but damn, I don't feel like doing it today. So just like in business the human human nature in terms of recruiting and then finding people that are like-minded that are going to stay in there to build your downline. Um, it can happen if you find the right group, but human nature says or dictates that. Guess what? Most people aren't going to do it. So you got to understand the psychology or the, or, or, or the power of human nature. So things that people will do naturally. That's why I always tell people about pinpoint and monetize your genius. Don't necessarily change what you do. Use what you have to create that wealth or that business. And so as opposed to sometimes we jump into things because we're chasing that paper or we're chasing the money when really is that what's in our heart? Is that what what God wants us to do or are we doing it just to find the paper? So human nature is powerful, y'all. It's super powerful. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. So, yeah. So, I mean, but like I said, there's there's people that are making money in it, man. People making money. I was in this uh, MLM called XL. Yeah, uh, me too. Yeah, was- <laughs> yeah back 99. in the day, right. And so, there was a... a <laughs> I made a couple of dollars. There was a brother from California that was like the number three money earner came to my house. I'm doing presentations all over, up and down the East Coast. I made a couple of coin then the business it went out of business and he even told me he said you will never make as much money as i am because the fact is that i i was on the ground floor and what you have to understand with these mlm companies now amway is is as an outlier has been around for years mary kay amway companies like that but the majority of them are they don't the owners don't care if they go out of business because they're going to be so top heavy with the revenues that they don't care they could be in there for three years five years and get shut down but yeah, the sure. owners of the business they're gonna walk away fine yeah you man. know what i mean so but yeah man but uh yeah bro A- any other questions frank no that's it bro <clears throat> all right my man appreciate right. you bro i'm gonna bring uh my man mo up okay bro all hey. right brother all right let me get my man mo mo you on bro uh, uh, hit that uh unmute man Hey, good morning, Jay. How you doing, bro? I'm good, brother. How you making out, Mo?
1: Man, I'm doing really good, man. Doing really good, man. Trying to just level up. Uh, I'm really focused. uh, For the the new year, I really try to focus on just uh, project management. That's what's up. Being more um, efficient and trying to level up. You know what I mean? Looking at different ways and trying to level up. And It's starting off, the new year's starting off really good for me. So I'm really happy. And uh, yeah, man, I I like the topic, man, about... um, uh, how do we collectively get where yeah. we want to be at as a community? And yeah. uh, it's tough because, like in Detroit, you know, that's, that's ma- heavily majority African American. Mm-hmm. Out here, I'm in Arizona, I'm in Channel Arizona. Right. Ain't the same demographic of people.
0: Right. You know what I mean? so, I'm sure. You know what I mean?
1: So we we only make up 5% of the population in the entire state of Arizona. You know what Damn. I mean? So, yeah, it's, it's not a lot, brother.
0: Not wow, lot.
1: wow, yeah, not a lot and so now doing basketball mm-hmm. uh, I do see uh, uh, uh I, I run into and connect with more african American families more minority families hispanic as well, right you know, doing basketball, so i so I do get to see that some, so and I always think about um like you mentioned something good that I learned a really long time ago about like try to monetize your passion, yeah. Because yep. you monetize your passion, man, it ain't work. It exactly. Ain't yeah. So and so, I try to look at. So I have a nonprofit, a registered nonprofit, and mm-hmm. I try to look at uh, my interactions not just solely as business. You know, I mm-hmm. look at trying to impact and influence and mentor young children. Like I always tell people, I'm not a basketball coach. I'm a community activist that mm-hmm. uses basketball to teach life skills. Right. That's my goal. And in the meantime, earn a living from it.
0: You exactly. I mean? so, yeah.
1: Um, so for me, it, it, it's great. And so I, I just try to uh, be more rooted in my community and how I deal the day to day and how I deal with children. And it just it's just a different community, obviously, in right. Arizona compared to Detroit. Right. But uh, yeah, I, I definitely. Because um, there's other there's other guys minorities too that are doing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And I reached out to a few of them. I've been mean, being collaborative, you know. Right. My it, thing is, my thing is, this Jay is like, um, the pie out here is so big
0: mm-hmm. and it's
1: ever growing. Like, and I, I, I've said this to so many guys, like, you eating is not right. going to affect how I eat. Exactly. The, the pie's ever expanded. Like, we don't have a, a limited pie. So when you take your piece out, that's right for me. Exactly. So. It's hard, hard, you know, based on different guys' background, I think it's hard for them to kind of embrace that. Right. Because I just think people are just so competitive in nature and just think, like, for me to win, you have to lose.
0: Right, right, you know exactly. I mean? and, yep. and,
1: and, and, and in our community, that's really bad. So yeah, so I, I, I try my best, man, in dealing with people, um, especially, especially African-Americans, to, to really be like, look, man, like it's the win-win like that's we can it work together and we can both win. And that's how I do business. Right. Every business relationship, every business encounter I have, I try to look at it from the foundation of what is the win-win.
0: Right. Because right. if we both
1: walk away winning, we're going to continue the relationship.
0: Right. Exactly. Exactly. And, that, and, and that's it, what it's about.
1: And in a business, you know, I want long-term, you know, I look at long-term. So for example, I coach. Um, I coach and train, starting at kindergarten, kindergarten, wow. first grade, second grade. Yeah, I got like, right now. I got six teams, and um, I got my youngest team was a kindergarten through second grade. And a lot of guys that do what I do, I also coach high school. And right, it's like man, I could never do uh, <laughs> that age group, it, and it takes a different type of patience, you know. So right, I'm a exactly. Around, and I get the patience for it, but I love basketball. But right. Even, even, on top of all that. I tell them. I said, "Well, look at it, man." I said, "Kindergarten. If I coach a kid from kindergarten all the way through the eighth, ninth, tenth grade, yep, that's 10, 12, 15 grand." Exactly. Over the life. So I'm looking at a long term haul of. I'm going to be able to make money off them for X amount of years.
0: Exactly. And build exactly. a relationship. Yep. Get
1: referrals, and so. Yeah. You know, so when I said that to him. Yeah, light bulb
0: went off, huh? i <laughs> yeah, like, oh wow, like
1: I'm like, yeah, man. I'm like, I, I, I was telling him, you can't, you can't look
0: at business
1: as just tomorrow,
0: right? You, exactly. You, you
1: gotta do, you gotta do what you gotta do to make it work in, in today. But you right. have to have a plan, a long term plan of how this is gonna progress. Exactly. So I just look at it. I've always looked at it like, okay. I build these relationships, I do things the right way. It's a slow grind, you know what I mean? And so um, I I try to have good habits in in how I do things, my business-wise. And oftentimes, I tell this to to young entrepreneurs, well not young, but newer entrepreneurs,
2: Mm -hmm. you
1: can't look at this like you're gonna start it today and be rich in three months. Exactly. You You gotta look at this like, okay, I'm gonna plug away how am I six months later? How yep. am I a year later? How am I eighteen months later? How am I two years later? Like there's no, I mean, there's no quick nothing quick rich. Nothing that's that's solid and, and has a strong foundation is something that strikes rich. Like exactly. and I tell people that all the time because they're always like, when well, I'm doing this, I'm doing I'm like, dude, you can't look at this as you're gonna start a business
2: mm-hmm. and
1: then Two months from now, it's gonna be worth hundred thousand dollars. Like, it's, it's not how it works, bro. Like, I know. It takes, it, takes, it takes time and energy and, and a lot of mundane stuff, like
0: just exactly.
1: the day to day to day to day. You know, and so um,
0: Adonis will was, be right with you, bro. Just one little I, man.
1: And I was telling, uh, I was telling, uh, so I do so. My, I got a, a robust social media platform,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I was and I and I showed him how to set it up. I said, "You got to do this every day." I said you got to do this. So I was telling him for each each platform of how much media you got to get up there. Yep. And he's like, man, that takes all day. I'm like, well, you, <laughs> that's the work you got to put in to grow it. I said I, yeah. said, I get so much. I get so many clients from mm-hmm. somebody seeing a an Instagram post, right? A Facebook ad or something, and they're like, hey, I saw this on Facebook. I saw this on Instagram. Yep, and I'm like, now nah, I I probably I not probably I need to track it better, so right? I Can really pinpoint my you know where it's working at. Yeah, but I was telling him I'm like that just comes from the day to day to day to day to day
0: consistency.
1: Because the consistency of it's yep. like you got to put, put the work in. So
0: how much pay. are you spending, man? If you don't mind me asking. Oh yeah, yeah. On um yeah. On your yeah. Facebook, Instagram, like on a yeah. daily basis. I, yeah,
1: I I my budget I
0: try to spend two hundred dollars a month. Okay. See, that's not that's that's not bad.
1: No, and, it, and it's. I'm telling you, Jay. I've every ad I've ever done on Facebook, mm-hmm. I've got a sale. You know, I close on it. Like not not just. I mean, I, I might get like I might get like, you know, three or four warm leads, mm-hmm. a couple hot leads, and I'll get at least one sale every time I do it. Every okay. time I do it. Damn. What gonna do is, yeah, That's every beautiful. Time. Yeah. So it, it's always worked out for me. So I just got a budget that I try to I try to you know spend two hundred dollars a month mm-hmm. on on social media ads. And like I said, it's it's never not worked. Like it's it never not worked. So and 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 then and out of those, so you know I got people that I met from Facebook like a year ago. Right. They're still in the program. still mm-hmm. Spending money. You know what I mean? So. Again, that's it's beautiful, Long term outlook on it, yeah, no doubt, man. It's it's yeah. growing, and I'm I'm really excited about
0: going forward. My man, ah, uh, bro, hey, man, I remember when we were talking a couple years ago. You were like trying to get all your your pro, your videos, your testimonials together, yeah. and yeah. now I'm looking at you. I'm like, yo, you got you got that thing, nice, man. Looking good, yeah. bro. Yeah, I just, yeah, you know,
1: I just try to slowly plug away at it, man. <laughs> right, and, and, and invest the time and be consistent. Right, you know what I mean. That's it. Be consistent and, and, and it's uh, and it worked out. It really has, man. I'm blessed.
0: Yeah, my man. All right, Mo. Hey, I forgot to get Frank's info, but Mo, what's what's your business info, man?
1: Okay, um, uh, my website is modiesbasketball Mo dot M-o- Basketball. Yep. org. Yep. M o e d e e s basketball Um, Facebook, Modies Basketball. Instagram, Modis Basketball. Uh, YouTube, Modies Basketball. Everything's aligned and and
0: all connected together cool that's what's up all right bro appreciate you coming on man thanks
1: a lot jay have a good one
0: brother Stay you, you too brother you met you too all right let's get my man adonis on brother adonis hit that uh unmute button man so you can uh all right so hit the mic to unmute yourself what's up all mr right. jay yay what's going on brother what's happening man been a long time. I know, man. I know. <laughs> Yo, wait, you, you you still in Memphis or you moved to Atlanta yet? No, nah,
3: I'm still in Memphis. Okay. A
0: lot has changed since we talked. Oh, man. All right, all right. Yeah, the good. the good. Oh, okay. <laughs> good, good, good. All right, all right. Yeah, what's going on, man? How you been? Man,
3: everything is good. I'm actually a full-time entrepreneur now.
0: What? Uh-oh. what uh oh what you all right. so I, right, you got to tell us what, what you doing man and, and uh, shout out what, what what your businesses are so people if they uh they need you nah so they can connect man
3: i got you um oh. so i recently started a independent carrier business um i think i was in the process of getting the llc the business stuff done last year in the last year okay and then literally just uh put my my last day of my work was two weeks ago
0: Oh, congrats, and,
3: man. Uh, man, appreciate it. So I've been doing that, and I re- just got my uh, – I'm doing Sprinter, van,
0: so okay.
3: Carry with Sprinter vans. Okay. And I just got the van literally, like, three days ago, like, going, flying to Chicago and driving it back to Memphis. Well,
0: like, so so, what are you carrying, man, with your Sprinter so, vans?
3: Right now I still have to uh, – I've been researching everything, but I didn't understand the MCs and DOTs until I really got got the van and was speaking with huh. Uh, Because I said, I want to be my whole independent carrier. And then like talking with people who are actually in the business, they was like, do it that route. Because Mm -hmm. if I don't have the MC or DOT, I'll be running it through somebody else's business. It's be working for somebody. Yeah. I was like, nah, I'm trying to do it the right way. This is the whole purpose of me going full-time entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. So I just looked at the website yesterday for the MC and that's like a process. It's going to be like like a two or three week process.
0: Oh um, man, you don't need a CDL for the Sprinter van, right? Nope. All right, you ever look at Amazon? Uh, uh, I've Flex, been looking
3: at the, yeah, I've been looking at actually, I can do relay
0: relay, yeah, I that's right. It, the yeah, relay, man. yeah, that's what I meant, not uh, the Flex, yeah. Uh,
3: because I, I listened listened to your uh podcast yesterday, okay, uh, you spoke on it last week,
0: yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, I was, yep. <laughs> And I
3: was just talking to it's crazy, I was just talking to a buddy who uh, his uh, cousins do 18 wheelers yeah and they said amazon relay is what you need to do his yep. aunt does uh she's trying to get her verification finished with amazon relay she was like do it do it with me stuff like that mm-hmm. And i was like and i was just kept kept hearing the same thing and then you said it i was like okay it's awesome Let's go.
0: my boys awesome. my boys doing bang up job man with his he uh and he had no previous knowledge of the the, the trucking business or whatever but he yeah okay yeah and he was he's out there doing it man he got a, he got a 24-foot box truck though and he's getting ready truck. yeah he's getting ready to get another one but uh but he's like yo they'll keep you busy and uh especially while you learn the game you know yeah, so and that,
3: that's that's what i'm trying to do it that way because uh um you know i still do photography and stuff like that I got okay stuff lined up so i want to be able to just you know have that flexibility on my schedule and stuff and i know if I was. Basically dispatch with somebody right now, and then mm-hmm. do, you know I could be missing a load to do a photo shoot.
0: Right, right. Something <laughs>
3: like that. So uh, yeah, like I heard the Amazon is the, the the Amazon relay is the way to go. Yeah, they starting off and stuff like that, and then I can
0: right you know, yeah. right yeah. elsewhere
3: if I need to. so Definitely.
0: That's what's up, man. That's what's up, man. How's your rental property going, man?
3: Everything's going good. I have to put some windows, a new windows. <laughs> <you know? laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, um, yeah it went easier than i expected and it was actually with a contractor that i already used on the house. cool so cool like, that, that worked
2: out great
0: oh man that's so. what's up man hey i'm glad everything is good yeah we got we got a wrap offline man we, catch we, up we to, definitely to.
2: I to you. Uh,
3: last week i was in dc oh man talking, uh, are you serious yeah we they had a um Photography, like a uh, Imaging Expo, which is a photography convention. That okay, in D.C. was one of the national uh, photographer conventions. Literally last week on Marlon's King
0: weekend. Damn, bro! I- I thought about you. You, I should've, you should've. You should've let me know, man. Because what did we do last weekend? Pretty much, we ain't. My wife, We ain't really do nothing. Pretty much, we yeah, were so damn cold. It,
3: yeah, it
0: yeah. cold. <laughs> 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 we were pretty much sitting here in the cut, man, chilling. But. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: I, I was up for three days and, it, and the convention was three days. So yeah, man. I mean, hear I was, you. Like, I'm so close to.
0: Yeah, you should. <laughs> next time you anywhere near it, because I got family in D.C., I'm up there all the time anyway. So uh, I would have just rode up, man. We could have done something. But I know you were there for a convention, man. But, uh, yeah, yo, nah, we got to definitely. I'm li- hitting you up. Nah, yeah, I'm- definitely. I'm coming where you at. Yeah, we definitely <laughs> we definitely link up, man. You know how it go. You know? Yeah, that sounds good, bro. but... But let yeah, man. Let's link off the air, man. Just catch up, man. I hadn't talked to you in a minute. All right, my man. All right, anybody? Uh, if you want to speak, guys, just hit the uh hit the phone uh, icon, and then uh, to uh, end up on the bottom right to join the caller queue. All right. Anybody else got anything? We good. All right, so before we close on out, guys, um, like I said, man, collaboration and and really working to improve our community, that's really what it's all about, man, so uh, make sure you guys start, you know, making a conscious effort to shop black, uh, support black-owned businesses, and here's something else, too, man, so, and I try to do this when I'm on social media, and I'm going to ask everybody else to try to do this. Um, I know Belvin's good at it, Mia's good at it, you know, um, Mo's good at it. When you see some of your people on with the posts, hit that like button, man. It's simple. Now I'm not on there all the time, but when I'm on there and I see, if I see uh Belvin Showtime Travel on there, I'ma hit the like button. Be it on uh Instagram or I see him a lot on LinkedIn too. You know, Emir with his of watches, I see him a lot on Instagram. When you on there, man, it don't take nothing. Just hit that like button. Make a comment or do something so that that thing will start to you know it'll get more traction and that's something that don't cost anything so um and i try to tell myself that sometimes i'm on there scrolling through real fast but if i see somebody i know you know definitely do that to help you know help get that traction up and going on. but uh if nobody else has any questions guys uh oh i want to remind you too ig live i'm doing the ig live tomorrow night 7 p.m eastern with Pam Perry she was on the show Monday so if you want any PR oh Belvin all right I got you coming up bro so um if you guys want any PR strategies and tips make sure you check me out 7 p.m Sunday I'm gonna have Pam Perry on I mean Sunday tomorrow Wednesday and I know it's gonna be a great show uh let me bring my man Belvin on real quick all right you on bro hit that unmute man yeah, I'm going to be real quick. I yeah, just yeah. got
4: to go, man. No problem. I, I was just, uh, man, yeah, you're right, man. We we definitely have to collaborate. And just like you said, man, I like everything you put up. You like, <laughs> you know, it's vice versa. Exactly. And uh, and and that works. So, I, yeah, I, I challenge everybody to do that. And, man, yeah. it's just so funny hearing you talk about Excel, man. I was in your your competitor <laughs> your competitor, uh, MLM. I was with ACM. Yeah. <laughs> Hey Beverly, I was in that too. <laughs> you was in both. Oh man, you was He was on both sides of the fence. I went oh, to ACN
0: man. first. Then I flamed out of that. Then uh, one of my boys was doing well at Excel. And he got me into that, man. Oh, yeah, so yeah, I was on man. both of them joints, man. Man, yeah. that's Try, funny. Trying to hustle in the
4: 90s, man. Yeah, love,
0: brother. Man. <laughs> <laughs> and and I know down in Atlanta, they had a couple big hitters in ACN down there. Oh,
4: I was still in Ohio when oh, I Oh, you were there? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but I used to um God what was that called? Tag Team Marketing or something? They something. To, yeah, they was uh man, I used to go to their things, but just like uh uh I forgot your your boy said, man, it, it just wasn't for me. It yeah. draft it, it, it takes a special mindset. Yeah. And uh but it did teach you about mm-hmm. selling and, and, um, and coming in there, they did have a, a system right? that, you know, it kind of helps you get over uh rejection. Exactly. And, you know, when, when I came into sales, when I got my, you know, I got my degree and everything that really did help because, you know, rejection wasn't anything to me. Uh, exactly. I was just <laughs> telling these other people, I was like, man, I grew up, I grew up where you had to ask a girl to slow dance.
0: Y'all exactly. That no more. So- <laughs> exactly. Yeah. exactly they signing in the dms girls now girls, right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yo my my young cousin uh he's 26 so i we were out in chicago me and the family out in chicago uh, over the summer yeah. and he's he brings his new girlfriend right nice right. girl he's been with her for a while and we're sitting there having a couple of cocktails and i asked i said um uh, i said how'd y'all meet she was like, oh, he slid in my DM and he was so, he was so consistent. I had to respond. I'm like, <laughs> I said, damn, that's how you meet. And the crazy thing was, yo, he was, he lives in Ohio and she was out in like, uh, she lives in Chicago. I'm like, damn, you, you couldn't find nobody closer to the to your dear.'" I said, oh, oh man. Man, back in our day, you had to have that mouthpiece, boy. You, you had, had to. You know? had to. I know. Now you, you over you there. To
4: our girlfriend <laughs> sitting right there looking at you. You still talking.
0: Hey, Emir, you're a young boy, so you better listen to this, man. You know, you got to listen to this, bro. Man. Yeah, that's pretty funny, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh man,
4: good talk, like always. Yes, sir.
0: All right, brother, I'm going to bring Emir on up now. Okay. Uh, all right, bro. Hit that unmute, bro. Yeah, man, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> take your notes, man. You take your notes. <laughs> that's
2: hilarious. It it's funny because I don't like the slider in the DM. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like, I I don't know how to do it.
0: It's, it's, you know, I'd rather see you in a person. And these women, they be catfishing, too, nowadays. So I know, like, I know. So, you know like... Yo, that's funny, man. I, yeah, I saw you on here. I was like, I was thinking about you. I said, man, but that's that's so funny. And, and I, was, I said, damn, cuz. I said, man. He was like man you know i'm, I'm I, she was fine i was like yeah she looked good and then she was like yeah he was so persistent she was like damn i better say something to this for we might be a stalker or something but, <laughs>
2: <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> but i was cracking up man how you been bro
2: i'm good man good I, good i'm doing good i'm working on this campaign
0: Cool. um
2: about that actually i'm gonna call belvin soon actually okay this conversation at cool. the right time because we're trying to explore more ways in which we can collaborate with each other that's what's up uh for this crowdfunding campaign i'm launching on you know, february 19th yeah and so uh yeah this has my full attention i ain't never run no campaign before i man, hit god bless <laughs> the people who do this stuff for a
0: this is work <laughs> yeah bro nah nah i know it's it's a lot man um it's funny because um yeah. you know my man randy from uh, what you would call, him? that's how he raised. Yeah, from Tally and Twine. Yeah, but yeah. that was that was years ago. So I know the 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 landscape is a little different now.
2: Yeah, it's a little yeah. different. But I I've, I've been thinking about what you literally what you said to mm-hmm. ease the stress, which is like operate in your genius. Yeah. Um, I'm like, I never ran a campaign to this magnitude before. But what I do know is how to produce television. That's for Bomb video. I'm like, mm-hmm. I didn't produce content that has made people millions of dollars non different organizations i'm like i know how to use i know how to make some video
0: mm-hmm. and just
2: use the relationships that i have and collaborate
0: and that's it that's what's up
2: and i just want to multiply you know so
0: yeah man that's that's, a gem. that's that's definitely yeah that collaboration y'all don't 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 sleep on that so like i said i'm putting another piece on the site to to give people the opportunity just to link and collaborate if it makes sense. So um I think that's something that we really need to focus on. All the all the other ethnicities out here doing it. Yeah. And uh we gotta right. really start leveling that thing up. Cause if if you know you and Belvin link up, you get business, free business, don't cost you nothing. Belvin gets free business, so it's a win win. It's a it's yeah. a win win. You know what I mean? So and uh, with that collaboration though guys, I will add this based on the type of business or services that you have, one the, one person may get more, like if I'm a mortgage guy, right? <clears throat> and Belvin is travel, right? I will probably get more, he can probably refer me more mortgage, potential mortgage clients than I may be able to refer him travel customers, right? So a lot of times when people get mortgages, it's something that, yo, I'm either refinancing or I'm trying to buy this crib. So it's more of a, I need to do it versus travel is something that you don't necessarily need to do, but you want to do. So just have your expectations in order. And that's something that you want to talk about with the collaboration, you know, based on the type of products or services that you have. And if you understand like my CPA, right. Um, All the time, we we're probably almost one for one. When I had my mortgage business, because people would always ask me, "Man, who you got a CPA? Yeah, here's my man, Thane Martin, and vice versa with him. So we were pretty cool. But sometimes you just want the expectation level to be set in advance based on your product or service. So I just wanted to add that little caveat in there too.
2: Yeah, that's needed because that that has been one of the most difficult things. And um, preparing and trying to launch this campaign is like thinking who I could collaborate right. With. And what? Because I don't want to collaborate with anybody. I want to collaborate with at least an entrepreneur, service-based business, mm-hmm. or a product-based business, or whatever, who has clientele that mirrors my uh, customers, also in a sense.
0: Man, so, oh, you know that's. I have a hook you up with my man from Bows and Froze? The bow tie yeah. guy. You told me about. Oh, it. I, I got a, I, I got a link. I got a link, y'all. Yeah, because he does like these designer bow tie bow ties um and they they hot too nice silk joints um yeah bows and froze i'm gonna link y'all up yeah yep uh yeah i'm gonna link y'all up and uh that might be something nice um now he's in he's in atlanta i think yeah he's in atlanta but um but still man y'all can might be able to do some collabs because his bow ties be like hundred and fifty dollars a hundred bucks so yeah so they like hot you know higher end okay. bow ties stuff like that yeah so gotcha. i'm gonna definitely link y'all up matter of fact as soon as i get off the call i'm gonna link you guys up cool my man all right bro and also sure. man yo uh i've been checking out I- i'll get up with you off air about the la thing because i found a couple of spots i wanted to run by you too okay yo. Cool. all right sure. all right bro talk to you man all right guys we got any other questions comments or anything before we close on out are we good okay hey i appreciate you guys once again don't forget tomorrow is the first B I G live wednesday 7 p.m eastern standard time with my girl pam perry she's the latest interview it was monday's interview been a strategist uh for years uh she's out of the detroit area and uh Man, beautiful person and does tremendous work. So if you want to figure out how to get more uh, PR from your business, she can either help you or she can show you how to do it yourself. All right, fam, I'll see y'all next week. Appreciate you guys. Don't forget, check out the new website, blackentrepreneurblueprint.com, and we drop every Monday, 5 a.m. Eastern Standard. New episode, all your major podcast platforms, and YouTube. See you guys next week. Peace.